This is the 22nd episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze 15 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. This project is made possible by the Tao Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. For those folks outside of New York, CUNY stands for City University of New York. It's a state school, if you're wondering. I am a graduate of that program, not a student. And if you don't know me, I have a long history covering and researching the far right, specifically a hate group known as the Proud Boys. So there was a lot to cover from last week, so I'm going to just jump into it. The headline, Fox News, how to ignore January 6th, bring up AOC. Hunter Biden, and call President Biden old. A typical Fox News viewer last week might believe U.S. foreign policy is based on protecting the business interests of the drug-addled son of President Joe Biden. They could also think that Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is the most influential legislature in Washington and that President Joe Biden is doped up by his handlers to make him appear alert and lucid. Tucker Carlson started the week with a 26-minute uninterrupted monologue that was a tapestry of bizarre conspiracy theories that wove threads of the origin of COVID-19 into alleged ties to Hunter Biden and various Chinese companies, ultimately to point back to every foreign policy directive issued by President Joe Biden. It was that weird. It's a very strange monologue. 26 minutes! of nothing but Tucker Carlson talking. That alone, whoo, that alone is, that alone is work. I got um, dejected when I listened to that 26 minute monologue because I like to ideally go through whatever conspiracy theory he's, he's spewing and break it down. But there were so many tied in to this crazy long 26 minute rant that I just sat back and went, I don't even know what he's talking about. He's saying China a lot. He's mentioning a lot of Chinese companies. He's mentioning specific Chinese business leaders. And it's all going back to this laptop, which is kind of goofy. And I'm just, I don't know. But I thought to myself, you know what? I bet most of Tucker Carlson's biggest fans also have no idea what he's talking about. They just think Hunter Biden bad. All points lead back to a corrupt president that's why there's a war in Ukraine. That's why everything's going to hell. That's why we have high gas prices. I mean, he, they, they literally blame everything on like Hunter Biden. It's that crazy. And of course they love to show the same footage of Hunter Biden doing horrible things on camera over and over again. That's like a classic go-to. We don't have anything to cover. Let's talk about Hunter Biden. Okay, so before I get into the meat of what was discussed last week, I'm going to share you this little appetizer, this little snack. Um, the actual subheadline is a not-so-subtle Nazi reference. Oh, yes. Tucker Carlson never lets us down. So I'm just going to play it, and you'll hear it. Not since Franklin Roosevelt colluded with Joseph Stalin has an American president done anything like Okay, so let's break that down. That was a throwaway line in a much, much longer monologue, in a 26-minute monologue, in which Tucker was ripping on uh, President Joe Biden. That was meant as a dig that Franklin Roosevelt would align himself 
with the likes of Joseph Stalin. Now, I know my listeners are incredibly bright people. You're brilliant. You, my readers are incredibly bright people. You're brilliant. You know everything. So, of course, you know immediately what that's a reference to. So the U.S. did, in fact, align with the Soviet Union and Joseph Stalin during World War II to defeat Nazis. <sighs> Tucker slips things in there like that on purpose to nod to his extremist base. Most people aren't going to catch it. Most people won't even notice he said it. I was jumping out of my skin as soon as I heard it and went, clip it, clip it, clip it. I'm putting that on Twitter. And it blew up because it's crazy. Because yes, Stalin was awful. Stalin was horrible. Stalin was awful. He's on par with Hitler. But at the time, you had one lunatic who was trying to kill pretty much everyone in Europe and take their land and eradicate every Jew on the planet. I think it was important that we step in and say, you know what, let's not do that. And the scary thing is there are some conservatives, including Pat Buchanan, they've written books about it, that argue that the U.S. should not have entered World War II. I don't know if Hunter's hinting at that or not, but there, that does actually exist. Anti-Semitism, sadly, is that deep in our culture. So this next clip is the 26-minute monologue that I broke down to a minute and a half as kind of a primer. So when your crazy uncle starts going on one of his rants, you can sort of understand what he's talking about. You don't need to listen to 26 minutes of Tucker Mar Carlson. No one does. Here's the shortened, condensed version. It's not a talk radio conspiracy theory. As, as a bioweapon, if China takes over the world, and that appears to be coming, that means the Chinese government can now spy and steal with impunity. Colluded with Joseph Stalin, it's unmistakable. Don't criticize the Chinese government or we will throw you in jail. You control that country. We have been on the Hunter Biden laptop story, bribing African officials to help Iran avoid oil sanctions. The big guy. Russiagate insanity. That we Operating on the theory, which isn't really a theory, it's true that they always accuse you of exactly what they themselves are doing. It's kind of striking. Lawyer, because he went to Yale Law School, because he's a genius. The one that your kids can't get into because they're not as smart as Hunter Biden. Ooh, this is one corrupt system. Is the Chinese government's spy chief? Huh. And it's obvious it's not just about Hunter Biden being a crackhead who liked hookers. And if you don't believe it, try it yourself. Type in Hunter Biden weighing crack on a scale, which is out there. Type that into Google and see what happens. <laughs> There's a lot like that. They want to displace us as the leader of the world, and they will be cruel masters if they're ever able to do that. The dragon's head for China. Or making fun of his drug addiction or seeing pictures of him with M&M stacked on his private parts. Yeah, whatever. The conspiracy theory. <laughs> Who makes the decisions? Who's in charge? Now, in 100 years, this will all be very, very obvious. Hunter Biden arguing with a hooker. Huh. So that minute and a half montage didn't make a ton of sense. But I can assure you that the original 26 minute diatribe made even less sense because it's the same thing but with a bunch of chinese names thrown in chinese companies thrown in and images from hunter biden's laptop and then all these accusations about what well, we found this email which might link back to and this might mean that there's money 
changing hands and we almost have the proof and there'll be an indictment any day now and it's all going to come down. The hammer's going to come down. And yet there's nothing specific. They haven't proved any crimes yet. It's just, oh, absolute nonsense. So the next clip <laughs> is Tuesday. Didn't get any, that was Monday. Tuesday did not get much better. Tucker started his crazy rant on Tuesday. Wasn't, wasn't as long with this whole uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez situation. But ultimately, he wasn't talking about her. He just brought her up quite a bit. <laughs> so I, I decided to go back through the entire episode and edit out all of the AOC references, because why not? Because this is how much they talk about this woman. She is one representative in a governing body of 435 representatives. Sure, she has more power than you or I, but ultimately, not that much power. <laughs> Senators have considerably more power than a representative. And, you know, God bless her. Like, it's not easy to become a representative of the United States Congress. But he acts as if she is the power. She has more power than Biden. They, the way they talk about this woman makes no sense. It is completely out of proportion of her influence and uh, it's, uh, anyway, I'm just gonna play it. Sandy Cortez. You know who Sandy Cortez is? Sandy goes to both and she talked about Sandy Cortez. Suddenly Sandy Cortez is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And you see Sandy Cortez, how could Sandy Cortez possibly know anything about that? She can't drive a standard transmission. You're Sandy Cortez. Yes, sir. Why? You're Sandy Cortez's friends in the end, like Sandy Cortez. Again, most of them can't drive a manual transmission. How do we allow people like Cortez and Biden, who don't know what a carburetor is, as like Sandy Cortez, Joe Biden. Sandy Cortez of Westchester is one poor guy. He left before a souffle because he decided half the country should risk death if they have an ectopic pregnancy within the wrong state lines. First of all, she's encouraging violence, as she has done before. <laughs> Stop! Now that's safe to say that that is a stalker level of attention given towards one congresswoman. It's nutty. And he makes fun of her name by calling her Sandy, which is, I think that used to be a nickname of hers. I'm not even sure where he came up with that. But this is a man who's named Tucker. He's named Tucker. Is that even a name? I say this as someone who has every Romeo joke thrown at me since the time I could understand the English language. So I, I get it. I didn't choose my name either. It's kind of a goofy first name. I just embrace it, whatever. However, um... He points out that she incited violence in her tweet about Justice Kavanaugh. She did not. She's talking about a peaceful protest that happened in a public area outside of a steakhouse. You know, I'm not for people going to the justices' homes. I do think that is dangerous um, because all it takes is one crazy person. And we almost had a crazy person hurt Justice Kavanaugh. And that's just not, we don't need that at all. I'm not a fan. If you disagree and you really agree with that, that's fine. It's, I'm not, my political beliefs are really not the focus of this podcast. However, I think it could be argued that in a public area, people, you know, expressing their views would be considered legal. So last week, because there was a January 6th hearing, which I also did a podcast on, I decided to just cover two shows instead of three. So I was just watching Tucker Carlson Tonight and Hannity. But there was a big story that was dropped on Jesse Waters' primetime. So on Friday, I decided to go back, grab all five hours of his show, 
watch and analyze them as well. All three of those primetime shows that I just mentioned covered the collapse of the Sri Lankan government. And the way they covered it is they blamed green energy policies that were thrust upon the country by Western influence. It's not at all what happened. Now, there was a law passed in Sri Lanka that banned chemical fertilizer, and some of the farmers weren't happy about it. But if you look at the size of the country of Sri Lanka, it's tiny, yet it's home to 22 million people. So this is a tiny country that is densely populated. So you can imagine they're not able to feed themselves without importing food, and that's important. What really happened is there is a family that dominates Sri Lankan government that is called uh, Rajkapaska, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing it. I looked it up, Rajapaska. And when they came into power in 2019, they had the brilliant idea of slashing taxes to the lowest level they've ever been. This was a huge mistake because the country has tremendous foreign debt. So all of the international creditors went, what are you doing? That's completely reckless. And they um, lowered the credit rating for the entire country, which caused all foreign uh, money to stop. And now Sri Lanka could not take out any more loans. They couldn't get any more capital. And they just, everything started to go to hell. Then COVID-19 hit and they, all of the tourism dried up. And then the, the war in Ukraine caused fuel and food prices to also escalate. And so this tiny little country, basically through mismanagement, collapsed. And as you know, the leaders of the country have been driven out. The people just took over the capital completely. They were swimming in the prime minister's pool. They were, um, you know, hanging out in the gym. It just, it's been insane. And there was some pushback by the government and some violence, but for the most part, it's remarkably been fairly calm. And, you know, people can't get fuel, they can't get food. It's a, it, it is an absolute disaster. But the reasons for it go far, far, far further back than one policy about fertilizer. There was a civil war there for 30 freaking years. So Sri Lanka is not stable. Sri Lanka's had a lot of problems. Sri Lanka needs help. And we'll probably get help now that this entire government has collapsed. But Fox News, in typical Fox News fashion, completely oversimplified the problem, tried to blame green energy. And Tucker even went so far as to have this crazy long segment where he claimed green energy policies were causing governments all over the world to collapse. Now, ironically, as I speak these words into my tiny little microphone next to my laptop in my Brooklyn apartment, the entire world is dealing with the reality of climate change. This is the middle of the summer. Europe is on fire with a heat wave of record-breaking temperatures. Pakistan is experiencing a heat wave. India has experienced a heat wave this year. Australia, the storms are going to be more intense. Um, and Sri Lanka is a tiny little island nation. So of course, they would be concerned about rising sea levels and in more intense storms, even though they're um, in the Pacific, they're not in the Atlantic, but still they have monsoons, they have other types of storms that would negatively affect them. And we've already seen the damage that climate change is doing to the entire world. But Fox wants to live in their own reality where this is all a hoax 
and we should just drill baby drill and pump more fossil fuels out of the ground. And Sean Hannity is going to go ahead and use his, his dippy phrase of climate alarmist religious cult. Hannity is very good at propaganda. So he'll repeat that exact same phrase five, six, seven times in one episode. Climist, alarmist, religious cult. He doesn't deviate. He doesn't shorten it. He doesn't use other terms. It's always climist, alarmist, religious cult. So if you hear your crazy uncle, dad, mom, grandma, neighbor, coworker say climist, alarmist, religious cult, turn to them and say, wow, you watch Hannity? Just watch their jaw drop. We know their secrets. Okay, so this next clip is basically the other main thrust of all three of the primetime shows, which was that Biden is a cognitive mess and he should be removed from office. This quote is from Tucker Carlson. I had to adjust the audio because for some reason, Friday's episode, the audio was much louder. Something was weird technically. But this is a quote that uh, Tucker pulls out of nowhere. And I'm just going to play the audio. It's not included in the video in the newsletter, it's just audio only. I quote it in the newsletter. Well, it turned out, we learned later, his staff, supervised by Dr. Jill, his wife, was giving him pills before every public appearance, checking the time and at a certain hour, giving him a dose of something. Now, it's not a guess, we're not making that up. We've spoken directly to someone who was there and saw it happen multiple times. Now, before taking the medication, this person said, Biden was, quote, like a small child, you could not communicate with him. He changed completely because he was on drugs. So basically Tucker just said, this person who I will not name and cannot provide me any documentation or video or proof of this claim is trustworthy and I'm gonna go ahead and call CNN fake news. Okay, sure. It's okay when Fox News does it, just trust Papa Fox. Trust Papa Murdoch and Slacks McGee. They never lie to you. Never. Never lie to you. Anyway. Oh, goody. Now, this next story is something that's been driving me crazy because uh, since I started this project in mid-February, I've noticed two trends of stories that Fox News will completely ignore. Uh, climate change uh, calamities, like any sort of severe weather happening anywhere in the world that's probably caused by climate change, Fox does not report on it. They just completely ignore it. All of the UN um, de declarations warning about climate change, Fox did not report on it. They just don't. They don't report on it. They sometimes mention wildfires in California because they love to rip on California, but that's it. So the other theme that Fox completely ignores when it comes up in stories, when black Americans are victimized by law enforcement, Fox does not cover it. Fox does not mention it. Fox only now brought up the Brittany Griner story. She's the black WNBA player that's stuck in Russia due to crazy fake, like trumped up um, charges against her, uh, which is absolutely, they, I, they did that to a friend of mine's sister. So weirdly, I know someone whose relative was also stuck in Russia over crazy trumped up drug charges. Fox only brought that story up because they're trying to couch it as, oh, look at how evil Biden is. He's not getting her out. They've been ignoring that the entire time. That's not any, a new story that's been going on for months. Fox only just now brought that story up. Consistently, when a black American is harmed by police, Fox tries to avoid even covering it. Now, Jalen Walker is a recent incident where an unarmed black man was stopped by police and they shot him over 40 times. He had 60 uh, wounds in his body. It was absolutely excessive force. 
he was again let me say that again he was unarmed he had a gun in the car but he didn't use it there's proof he didn't use it he was fleeing police probably because he had a gun in his car and he was terrified that they would just assume and shoot him he so bad it's a terrible terrible story there have been protests in ohio because of what happened to jalen walker the police who were involved immediately got in trouble which is good we're instead of just you know being swept under the rug they immediately got into trouble it's all still under investigation now fox has mentioned the story but only as 30 second segments and they leave out the most important detail of the man's story and that they just don't mention that he was unarmed now this clip is from friday they did this all last week i had an entire segment of three times last week on july 4th 5th and 6th where the jalen walker story was mentioned and they focused on the protest and they focused on businesses that could be harmed they also never once said that jalen walker was unarmed now this is the most recent this is from this friday here you go Topsy released on Friday. The 25-year-old was pulled over last month for a traffic violation. Police claim he took off and opened fire at officers first. All officers involved are currently on administrative leave and protests erupted in Akron following the incident. I would cut Fox News some slack if this just happened, but it didn't. This story is not new. When I made a clip for Twitter about using the 16-second clip that I just played you, I paired it with a clip from uh, Canadian Broadcasting, the UK, and the United States to show that all three of them use the term unarmed to describe Jalen Walker. Fox just can't bring themselves to do it. Fox just has to obscure what really happened because they cannot accurately report on a story where law enforcement harmed a black motorist who was unarmed. I get it. If he was shooting at cops, that's, you know, all bets are off. You're, you're pretty much a dead man walking, probably. But that's not what happened. There was a mistake. They thought he was shooting and they filled this man with lead and he is dead. And they had, they overstepped. They used excessive force. They're all in trouble, which they included. So it would seem kind of odd if he was actively shooting at officers that all of the officers would now currently be in trouble. <sighs> okay. So we, we have a return of a topic we haven't discussed in a few weeks because I haven't had a good example of it. And that is bogus expert of the week. Yay. Okay. So <laughs> someone on Twitter wants me to do my Minnesota accent. It was a thumb. Somebody whose uh, avatar is a thumb. So if you're listening, I'm doing my Minnesota accent for you, and I'll do it like this. Oh, my gosh. So they had a bogus expert of the week. And, you know, bogus means fake. That means not real. That means phony. That means, you know, kind of like styrofoam or something instead of a cake. You betcha. Anyway, that's my Minnesota accent. I'm not going to do my ma'am because she's St. Louis, and that's a real specific, real specific accent. Okay, so <laughs> I just have, you know, you, I give the people what they want. You ask me to do a goofy accent and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because it helps me get through this because Lord knows this job is not easy. Okay, here's the, I, here's the clip. It's a brief clip. These are all short this week. Now in this clip, Tucker is talking to his guest who actually has no expertise or training in what he's talking about. And I'll explain after I play the clip. 
But I just got to ask, like, yes, if I started lecturing anybody on heart surgery, here's how you do a stent. They would say, you don't know anything about it. You've never performed a heart surgery. How do we allow people like Cortez and Biden, who don't know what a carburetor is, to lecture us about something as complex about, as energy policy? Like, this is insane. So the man Tucker Carlson is referring to in that clip is Mark Morano. And the reason why that's funny and ironic is Mark Morano is someone who has, is a classic textbook bogus expert. He was, uh, has a degree in political science, which is not actually a science, technically. Um, and now he writes books about climate denialism. Okay, he does not have a science degree. He does not have a science background. He did not work in the energy sector. He knows absolutely nothing about his topic except for what he's read from other people. And that's important because it'd be like if I tried to write a medical book and I, all I did was read other medical books. That's kind of a stupid thing to do. Um, you need someone who actually knows what they're talking about in order to properly um, write a book like that. And he doesn't have the training. He's just a classic grifter. He's a classic bogus expert. Mark Moreno got to start working for Rush Limbaugh. I think that says enough right there. And then he worked for Breitbart News. And he's this smug man who just laughs and he harasses scientists and he harasses people and, and makes fun of science. Yet he writes books about climate change. Okay, he writes books that are consumed by the far right who just want to hear what they want to hear. It's nonsense. He's been criticized all over the place because he doesn't know what he's talking about. So, yay, bogus expert. Uh, Tucker's usually good for them. The next one is a category I haven't done in a while. Get ready for this next segment, which is... I have to walk away from the mic because I get too loud. Clutch your pearls! <gasps> and Clutch Your Pearls is a classic. Uh, and they haven't done one in a while, which has been shocking because this is usually a very regular... Oh, my stars! Uh, I'm so deeply offended. And it's uh, when Biden does something that Trump did only worse. And it didn't bother them when Trump did it, but when Biden does it, oh my God, we got to freak out. And that would be Saudi Arabia. Now this clip is, uh, this involves Saudi Arabia, I should say. This clip is Representative Matt Gates of Florida talking about a terrorist incident that did involve a Saudi national but that it happened in 2019. Now you can probably figure out the math here of who was president in 2019. It wasn't Joe Biden. So I'm just gonna play the clip. This is calling on the president to press the Saudis for answers about a mass shooting committed by a Saudi flight student that happened in Matt Gates's district at Naval Air Station Pensacola in December of 2019. Congressman, thanks so much for coming on. So why would the Saudi government have something to say about this? Well, Saudi Arabia has been involved in two terrorist attacks on American soil, 9-11, where they provided material support to hijackers, and at Naval Air Station Pensacola, where, as you said, one of their flight students was not properly vetted, was not properly monitored, and then killed three American service members. So what happened in Pensacola was horrific, uh, not to minimize that at all, but it's a bit odd for Representative Gates to blame Biden for that, since Biden wasn't in power yet. And also, I want to point out to Mr. Gates that Trump's first overseas visit was to Saudi Arabia, where he was warmly greeted. Um, he gushed about the Saudi leadership. And then after that incident, the killing in Pensacola, Trump was widely criticized for basically shrugging and bending over backwards to protect Saudi Arabia. 
there was, I found editorial after editorial after editorial criticizing Trump for his reaction to that terrorist attack. So uh, great. You know, we can look this stuff up and I mean, there's still video of Trump dancing with the Saudis and the sword dance and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's not exactly subtle. Now this next clip I put in for fun because it's Monica Crowley. She was, uh, she has this crazy long title. She's the former assistant treasury secretary of public affairs or something. She's a crazy person. And I just love it when she's on because I'm like, I'm going to get a clip. And I got a clip and it's, I'm just going to play it. You know, Sean, 9.1% inflation, but hey, no more mean tweets, right? I'd kill for a mean tweet right now to have, you know, buck 50 gas and groceries that I could afford. Do they want one? I mean, they, these people are pure neo-Marxist ideologues, Sean and Steve. So stop looking for a logical reason for what they're, why they're doing what they're doing. They've got a reason. This is the plan. The plan is to re-engineer the U.S. economy into a more collectivist kind of model. So you are dealing with true believers who really do want to remake American life and society by re-engineering the U.S. economy. So it's, it's not a coincidence here. The other thing I will say about his cabinet is not only are they true believing neo-Marxists, essentially, but they're also box checking, right? So, you know, you, you've got the gay transportation secretary, you have people of color in other uh, positions, but this is the kind of result you get when you get left-wing ideologues who are also box-checking, you get this kind of historic catastrophe that we're seeing across the board. So that is a big ball of crazy. That is a big ball of flaming crazy floating through the sky, ready to implode. There is no truth to what she just said there. Now, if it's her opinion that straight white males should be cabinet members, great. She's entitled to that. But to call the president of the United States a Marxist and his top advisors, true believers of neo-Marxism is completely insane. There is no political movement in the United States right now for the government to own the means of production. That is what Marxism is, basically. I'm oversimplifying, but that is it. The United States has a mixed economy based on capitalism. We are hyper-capitalism, we are capitalism on rocket fuel. Everybody is selling something all over the place. That is capitalism. We do have some forms of socialism in the United States uh, in the form of Medicare and Medicaid, which are enormous, and Social Security, which are all very large programs, but most like uh, food stamps, meta, uh, welfare, disability payments are relatively tiny. We also have enormous farm subsidies, but you'll never hear Republicans talk about them, very rarely. Only like the hardcore libertarians usually bring up farm subsidies. Now, the biggest part of our government that could easily be called socialist, because the government does own the means of production, they own an entire healthcare system, would be the US military. It employs, the Department of Defense employs over two million people. It's absolutely huge. The budget for it is enormous. That could be considered socialism. Even though we use um, independent con defense contractors, we, the, it, the, the mechanism that is the Department of Defense is 100% government and it is, it dwarfs everything else in the budget. So I just wanted to add that. So I'm gonna go through this as fast as possible because there's a lot of them. 
it's getting worse because Fox just doesn't want to talk about anything else that happens in the world except for their goofy conspiracy theories. So, stories Fox News ignored. There was a mass shooting in South Africa. There's extreme flooding in Pakistan, a heat wave in Europe. The war in Ukraine, although they have had a few mentions of it, they didn't do any segments on it. A French company is seeking FDA approval for an over-the-counter birth control pill, which apparently that's been in the works for years and has no correlation with the Roe v. Wade decision. A whistleblower leaked documents that revealed how the ride-sharing company Uber used aggressive tactics to expand their company. That's, that's some intrigue. I recommend that story. An ISIS leader killed in Syria by a U.S. airstrike. The Senate narrowly confirmed Stephen M. Diedelbach as the new director for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. This is a big deal because it makes him the first permanent leader for the agency in seven years. Merrick Garland appointed Colette Peters to the Bureau of Prisons. Detroit had to settle a lawsuit with the ACLU, which will affect the limit of cash bail. So they have to be more transparent about cash bail and they have to limit how they use it. Adia Limon was named by the Library of Congress as the new U.S. Poet Laureate. I wouldn't expect Fox to report on that, but uh, PBS did a lovely thing on it, so I included it. Uh, this one was a huge story, and shame on Fox for not mentioning it. I would think this would be at least five minutes segment. Your viewers would actually enjoy it. NASA's James Webb Telescope. Come on! <laughs> That's a story that people actually want to watch because the images were gorgeous. The technology is fascinating. It's, it makes Hubble look like a joke, it, but yet they're using Hubble and this new telescope in the same spots because they get different information. It cuts through infrared. It's abs. It just, I'm just, ah, I can't get enough of that story. Um, COVID-19 in general, it, the new variant's causing all kinds of problems, but it's not as dangerous. There's also a lot of uh, vaccines that are coming out and new uh, information on that. And of course, Fox was just focused on conspiracy theories. This story, this next one, I, I thought was really beautiful. Uh, a statue of Mary McLeod Bethune, a black educator and education advocate, replaced a Confederate general in the National Statuary Hall in the U.S. Capitol. Each state gets two statues. Florida decided to take down the Confederate general and replace it with Mary McCloyd Bethune. And that was beautiful. And they had her granddaughter talking about it. She sounded like an amazing woman. She was dedicated to educating African-Americans. It was just beautiful. Another one was monkeypox cases rising in the US. Uh, the Secret Service deleted text messages from January 6th. And then finally, and you'd think they'd mention this. Hate ch crime charges brought against the mass shooter in Buffalo, New York. Did not mention that on Fox. That would be a quick 30-second headline news. No. So that's it besides uh, by the numbers, which, again, <laughs> Fox spent 24% of their airtime just bashing Biden and calling him old. Second was Hunter Biden. Third was the 10-year-old rape victim story that was pretty much just Jesse Waters, which, again, that's going to be tomorrow. And then they're kind of made up green energy calamities and AOC. I can't make that up. Those were the top five. PBS had Biden in the Middle East, January 6th committee hearing, artist profiles, which they always do. Those are sculptors, dancers, composers. They mix it up. And then this interesting debate over the use of graphic images and shootings. I won't waste time on that, but I have a very strong opinion about that. I won't share it because it's not really important, but 
it is an interesting debate of if we should use graphic uh, violent photos from shootings, will that change public opinion? Who knows? They, they offered a balanced, they one person pro, one person against. It was an interesting debate. And then finally, they did also mention the 10-year-old rape victim. Um, but that was PBS. Like, PBS is real news. Fox is just, Biden's old. And then finally, words used on Fox for the week ending 7-17-22. Biden was mentioned 490 times, which was stunning. That is very unusual. It's usually about half that. The word old was mentioned 121 times. Uh, also, cognitive and dementia were mentioned, as was AOC 34 times. You'd think something happened last week. Nothing happened last week with her. Hunter Biden was mentioned 62 times. Inflation, 68. That one makes sense. China, 88 times. That's a little nutty. And of course, Hillary made the list at two mentions, and as did Pelosi at five. So coming up, as I've said already, I'm going to be focusing on Hannity and Tucker Carlson again because January 6th is happening again. I believe the hearing is going to be on Thursday in the evening, which I will be covering that. So there's probably going to be three podcasts this week. I always say there's going to be three and there end up being two because it, they just wipe me out. But this week it looks like there's no way around it. Um, and I want to give a shout out to a new Patreon supporter, Dan Bianco. Thank you so much. That is amazing. He made up his own category. He made, I didn't even have a category for the amount. He just pledged. He made up his own category. Dan Bianco is amazing. It will all be going to software. I have, I have some people spontaneously gave me money, including Dan, and I'd set that aside. I haven't touched it. And all of the Patreon money is going on top of it. And when I get enough, which should be soon, hopefully, I will be getting some better screen capture software and then hopefully some better audio software. It's expensive. And um, I just graduated from grad school during a pandemic. So you can imagine I don't have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of debt. <laughs> and that's not even the student loan debt, which hasn't kicked in yet. I have a lot of just debt from school and I'm trying to get past that a little bit before I start putting a lot of money in this because this project's supposed to only be for a year. So I didn't want to put a ton of money into it because, you know, it might just be like, oh, now I have really expensive software I never use. So anyway, thank you so much for supporting the project. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, hopefully tomorrow this will be finished and you get to hear about how Jesse Waters absolutely bungled the horrific story about a small child who was raped and then got a legal abortion. Um, not the most pleasant of topics, but I really do think it needs to be explored because it shows the malfeasance on the part of Fox News and how they do not care if they slander uh, other people who did not do anything wrong. So again, thank you so much. Uh, thanks for listening. And Odin and Thor send their love as well. Thanks so much.